Welcome to Muller Time. What's going on, brother? How you doing? I'm back from my undisclosed location, <laughs> vacation. Well, it was in Massachusetts, I guess I can say where it was. <laughs> While I was there, I was not like Dick Cheney. I did not shoot my friend in the face. Oh, good. Remember that? Wow, that seems like several lifetimes ago. Yeah, I was thinking about that while I was over there because I was thinking that it was never really explained why he dictated, why he shot his friend in the face. Yeah, alcohol was probably involved. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, a friend of mine was telling who goes hunting or used to go hunting was saying how all those old guys go real, you know, they drink a lot of booze. Mm-hmm. But that was just wild. That was one of the that was a pre a pre-Trump era scandal that really should have been explained more. Rich like, white guy privilege. Well, it's just like you you straight up shot your friend in the face. That was a one-day news story. <laughs> that was a one-day story. Oh, my gosh. What year is it? That was never explained. When did that happen? That was, what, 2003, 2004? It was, it was a while ago. Okay. That was just amazing. Mm-hmm. How, how, how is that a one day? And I remember they used the phrase, um, they were like, he peppered him. Like it was like some kind of cooking show. Well, talk about, we could talk about one day news stories that happened in 2018. I mean, do we, you remember the anonymous op-ed to the New York Times? Oh yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. that was a week ago. Yeah, that was, was that a week ago? It was like the week before you left. Oh. Yeah, I was going to tell you, by the way, why, the reason I didn't really talk to you while I was over there, I, mm-hmm. the day I got there, I was like out in the woods and I was like, yeah, I'm not going to do Mueller. Yeah, no, like you I'm, needed to be away. And I was just, I, that's why I like I would occasionally respond to your messages, but mostly I was just out in the woods. Yeah, I mean, I was trying not to bug you too much since you were on vacation, but there was things that you I needed to know if you knew about. I had to know what was going on, though. <laughs> I mean, news alerts would pop up. You know, I tried to stay out there in the woods, but what are you going to do? <laughs> Where to even begin? Uh, why don't we start with um, rumors on Twitter that started in the early evening yesterday, well, Sunday evening. Rod, excuse me, Rod, I lost my voice on the plane. Rod J. Rosenstein. Oh, right, okay, we'll start with this morning. Oh, are we doing yesterday? Oh, I, well, I don't know. <laughs> it's, where did we start? <laughs> no, what happened What happened yesterday? Well, no, well, no let's, let's do Rosenstein. So w- was he fired? Did he quit? What's going on? What was with his meeting, his secret meeting at the White House where Trump wasn't even at today? The truth is I don't think anybody knows. Mm. Or I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And that's why I was, frankly... A little bit disturbed by the the reports that happened today. Now the um, the story coming out of Rod Rosenstein's secret meeting at the Trumpless White House today. God, Trumpless White House. <laughs> um, now uh, nothing came of it, but we're gonna know something more on Thursday. But which just happens to be the same day that Doctor Blasey Ford is supposed to testify again. So is Rod Rosenstein just a big giant distraction from Kavanaugh and the Supreme Court hearings? Here's the thing. The New York Times is my favorite newspaper. I'm always going to read it. I'll always subscribe to it. But I really hope they got the story right. Because if they didn't get it right, they gave him an excuse to fire him. Which story? Oh, the Rosenstein yeah, story. When yeah, the, when they, when they um, excuse me, going Yeah, which story? What's going on? Yeah. Backtracking <laughs> when they said that Rosenstein supposedly wanted to wear a wire or invoke the 25th Amendment, that's what set this whole thing in motion. Now, I know the New York Times has stood behind their reporting. Other outlets have said or have reported that Rosenstein kind of said it as a joke and it wasn't meant to be serious. Right. Uh, so they're reporting that it was said. Um, just the context was uh, related in a different way by the New York Times. Right. So, yeah, it, it's, is this a big ruse to distract from Kavanaugh? I think it was definitely this meeting was a ruse to distract from Kavanaugh. Absolutely. Okay. And then... That's that's the other thing that was a little bit concerning to me today about the uh, this reporting. 
it, it doesn't sound like any of these. I mean, they were just wrong. Okay. Mm-hmm. All, they were all wrong. Axios. Well, no, at one point, yeah. Was it Axios that reported that Rosenstein yeah. stepped down? And But did Axios say if he was fired or if he resigned? Uh, you know, to be honest with you, I'm not, I'm not as concerned about the language they used that they all seemed to agree on one thing. There was something big going down yeah. and Rosenstein was out. And they were all wrong. Mm-hmm. And I'm, you know, I'm sorry. You just can't make those kinds of. I, mm-hmm. I get everyone makes mistakes, but I don't know if you saw, like, especially on Twitter today, they were all. Everyone was making excuses, mm-hmm. and then even some of the reporters, like Jonathan Swan, they were arguing with each other. Yeah, like, no, dude, don't argue in public. Well, so it was the New York Times getting played by the Trump White House? I, you know, see, I don't, I don't. And then I have to live by my own rule. I don't know what happened today. Mm. It sounds like my best guess because I'm not a reporter, is that they didn't want to distract from the Kavanaugh thing. So they, you know, remember Trump plays zero dimensional chess, right? That's his thing. Zero, he was misspelling words today, right? False, what do you say? False intonations or something? Uh, false acquisitions when he meant false acquis- uh, false accusations. Right. And he said false acquisitions in, on Twitter. Zero dimensional chess. Yeah. So he has an idea about distracting from Kavanaugh, but that doesn't mean that that's what's going to happen. Do we want to make excuses for Trump for a second? That seems like a, a voice-to-text simple error. It could have been. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, that's I've, yeah. look, I've done the same thing. That he's the president. He shouldn't. Um, you need to double-check that when you're president. Yeah, and he's, he has a history of, of just <laughs> mangling and bumbling. The, I mean, because that tweet was uh, deleted quickly, and then uh, the correctly spelled, or the correct word was then replaced. Yeah, well, I, I think I, I I have definitely a theory that uh, if he can read at all, he's he's got a yeah seriously. I think he has a serious um, actual some kind of disability. I don't know what it is. I'm certainly not going to make fun of him for that. There's plenty of other things to make fun okay. of. Okay, <laughs> but I, I I he doesn't read at all. No, he doesn't. He needs pictures and maps and single pages. Yeah, and it's not. It doesn't make sense. It's not. It's not normal. No. And the amount of bunglings and misspellings we've seen over the last two years, I, I think he has some kind of serious issue. Okay, so Adam Schiff then was on MSNBC today talking about the Rosenstein thing and is describing it as a slow-rolling Saturday night massacre. Great point. Yeah. Cause, and that's the most dangerous thing. You don't see it happen. It's not like, boom, mm-hmm. it's one guy, then another guy. Mm-hmm. So who gets Rosenstein's gig if they get him out of there? That's obviously going to be a Trump yes man. Yes, yeah, so my understanding is that if if he goes, this guy Noel Francisco is going to take over, mm-hmm. and, and, and his first order of business is, well, he sounds like a company man. I mean, it, yeah, his first order of business is to give our podcast a new name. <laughs> what the Trump 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 time? <laughs> well, no, he's going to fire Mueller. That's going to be his first order of business. Oh well, then when, then I'm redoubling. <laughs> uh, this is the the Super Mueller podcast. <laughs> oh yeah, this guy sounds like a company man. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of disturbing stuff. He works, this guy, Noel Francisco, who would be the head of the, um, the acting head of the Justice Department. Um, he is, a, I guess, a partner or works at a law firm where they do a lot of business with these Russians. Alpha Bank is their client. Okay. Yeah. He's not the person you want to be the head of this thing. No. Well, he, he sounds like he will know where to go to, to hide things. Yeah, he's freely represented this administration in a lot of different, uh, in the, you know, the, the immigration stuff. He doesn't seem to have any problem mm-hmm. with the Trump administration. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what's going on with that. Mm-hmm. I guess we'll have to see what happens there. 
Well, look, the news was breaking so hard and fast and heavy all afternoon into the early evening today, and it's it's Monday as we we are recording this. Um, when we just started the, this podcast, I wanted to start off on Sunday this time, or earlier than this hour, yeah, su- su- Sunday afternoon, when stuff started going nuts. Twitter started buzzing that Ronan Farrow has uh, found uh, Ronan Farrow has a story coming out with another Kavanaugh accuser, and then. It showed up there in the New Yorker. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was uh, credited to both Ronan Farrow and uh, Mayor. What is her first name? Jane Mayer. Jane Mayer. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, that's a hell of a story. Uh, and we're going to get to that. Okay. Want to do real quick. Oh, sorry. No, no, no. There's no, there's no order here. Uh, and that is actually the probably the most important thing. But since it's been so long, in Mueller news, uh, we now know that Paul Manafort is a cooperator. Yes. We didn't know that last time, so I just wanted to say. Oh that. yeah, that was yeah. We were that's how we ended. Like, right. what's what's his status? So he's be? a confirmed cooperator, and he's uh, telling them telling them everything that's going on. Really, really glad to hear that. Yes. Also, his plea deal specifically says something that's very interesting. It says that if he takes uh, a pardon from anyone, it'd be only be from one guy. Well, yeah. Uh, then they can throw the book at him in anything else he's done, basically in his entire life. It's part of, his plea deal is pardon proof. Wow. Yeah. They got him on that. These lawyers said some of them were like, I've never seen anything like that. Wow. They're, yeah, they were like their jaw dropped. Like they said, one guy, I guess lawyers are, I guess if they're into this kind of thing, he said it was a, he said Mueller's plea deal is a work of art. Well, uh, if your jaw dropped, how do you think Dotard's jaw reacted? No, he doesn't know what's going on. He's watching TV right now. <laughs> He's in Trump Tower tonight. And um, you got out of the East Coast just in time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> He's yeah. staying at Trump Tower tonight. I was at Bedminster. <laughs> uh, Mike Flynn has been cleared for sentencing. Yes, uh, he has. In December, mm-hmm. early December. Is he? And where is Mike Flynn right now? Is he walking free? He's not in jail right now, right? Oh, he's, he's at home. Okay. He's chilling. Yeah. He's Maybe. not going to go vanish before uh, his sentencing hearing, right? Oh, no. No. Well, I mean, you never know, but probably not. All right. Well, is he going to get like a, a George Papadopoulos 14-day thing, or is he going to get like a Bill Cosby three years, or are they going to put him away for a long time? I feel like he's been really helpful to them. I mean, he's been talking to them for, I mean, how long? Okay. It's a while. Yeah. Well, that's a good point. We don't actually know everything he told them yet, so. Yeah. Wow. Well, maybe a short sentence will mean that. He gave up something really good. He knows a lot. Mm-hmm. He knows a lot. Um, Papadopoulos got 14 days. Yeah, 14 days. 14 days. And um, this kind of went through my head. Um, I saw lots of our favorite right-wing nut jobs. I'll make it. Oh, they only gave him 14 days. Oh, what the hell? Well, I was wondering, well, maybe they gave him 14 days for a good reason, because maybe he gave up something that we don't know yet. Yeah, because yeah, I, I thought that was a low number. I'm, 14 I'm, days, what's the point? Well, I'm glad you brought that up. Actually, uh, he was next on the, uh, the Mueller hit list okay, that I was good. going through. <laughs> He's Papadopoulos has been running his mouth a lot lately. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've seen his Twitter feed. It's his his Twitter feed's not a verified feed, but uh, enough people interact with it that mm-hmm. I, I'm pretty sure it's him. Yeah. and his wife has one. He's just basically since he made his deal, he's been running his mouth. Uh, I mean, basically, he's been doing stuff I wouldn't do if I if I caught a 14 day deal. He's saying that it's it's a conspiracy. He had you know nothing to do with it. Uh, that it's a left wing conspiracy. So I don't know what's going on with this guy, but he's well, maybe he's overcompensating. I think he he told Mueller 
way more than Mueller expected. Well, it could be. And now he's overcompensating for it because uh, <laughs> people got killed for doing what he did. I mean, yeah, that could be. He doesn't seem that smart to me, but it, it could be. I should say people get poisoned. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and he's just not very good at no. the Twitter medium either. He he, whatever. It's it's pointless. He's he's going to serve his fourteen days and go on to I'm sure a life of of obscurity. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully, or maybe not. Oh, he'll he'll write a book. He'll make money. All right. So yeah, Kavanaugh. Let's let's do this. <laughs> oh yeah, Brett Kavanaugh. What a dirtbag. I knew those guys. I knew guys just like him. I'm sure you did. I believe every word coming out of all the uh, accusers. Yeah, well, well, first of all, just look at him. Yeah. I mean, and then if you saw his picture of what he looked like in high school, that was even, <laughs> that was more amazing. But even if I hadn't seen that, just look at him now. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just a shady dude right there. Well, did you see his uh, his little softball interview with Fox this evening? I, I caught the highlights. Yeah, that's all you need to see. I really enjoyed his wife's look next to him. That was funny. Oh, Lawrence O'Donnell on MSNBC pointed out a great uh, moment from the interview. So Kavanaugh's sitting there with his wife, and it's uh, Martha McCallum, one of the the blondes from Fox News. Uh And she asks a question directly to Kavanaugh's wife. And the question was, oh, now I'm forgetting what the actual question. Oh, um, if Kavanaugh's wife thinks that the FBI investigation should be reopened. And she asks her directly by name. Yeah. And Kavanaugh answered, wouldn't let his wife answer. I didn't notice that. I watched the whole thing in its entirety on Fox. Uh, and then um, I didn't. I missed that little bit. Lawrence O'Donnell pointed it out tonight on his, his broadcast. And that just showed everything right there. He's too scared to let his wife speak. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, he's, he's, he's a first class dirtbag. Mm-hmm. And he's obviously a raging alcoholic. Um, that's pretty clear. Okay. Now, here, here's something else about the alcoholism. His buddy, Mike, or Mike Judge, excuse me, uh, Mark Judge. What's his judge's first name? His buddy. Mark Judge. It yeah. is Mark Judge. Okay. He, uh, in his book, now he's a 12-stepper. He's clean and sober, and his book was part of his getting sober process. Kavanaugh has not publicly stated if he is sober or yeah. if he still drinks, which means he's not sober. Right, right. And and it's it's not that he has, half the people I know have an alcohol problem. I mean, like, we know a lot of people. Yeah, it's but everyone, everyone you know that is an alcoholic that went and got sober, right. they make sure you know they're sober. Right. And again, it's not that anyone, we're not coming down on him for having a addiction, which is a disease that can, needs to be treated. It, it's that he's going to be in this enormous position of power. Mm-hmm. We need to know that. Yeah. You're held to a higher standard. Absolutely. We're not, we're not working at Subway here. No. And if it was nothing else going on but the drinking, that's still something that the American public has to know. Yeah, absolutely. Now, clearly he is a raging alcoholic. He's been one forever. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, he hasn't clearly hasn't gotten sober. Yeah. Uh, he obviously also has a gambling problem. Uh, I mean, the list goes on. It's amazing. They actually picked the worst guy possible. Well, look, we know this. He's going to clear Trump of whatever charges Trump ever ends up on. That's his, uh, that's his job. That's what he's up there to do. And apparently he's the only one that will agree to do it because if they had some other judge that would do it, Kavanaugh would be out of there and someone else would be going up for the, the hearings. He's a compulsive gambler. He's lost hundreds of thousands of dollars on baseball tickets. There's an email that came out where he's apologizing to someone for some kind of drunken dice game where <laughs> things got a Yeah, I can only, can you imagine what happened there? He's if you had to if you had to apologize for something that happened at some lake house. I, I mean I know what I, I grew up with some people like this. I know what goes on at these parties. Mm-hmm. 
So I can only imagine what that brawl was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look, I, I went to a, a Catholic high school, not quite as nearly as ritzy as Georgetown prep. Hmm. Um, but th- yeah, those guys are dirtbags. Now, the, the rich, spoiled kids, the jocks that, right. yeah, think they can do whatever they want to girls. They're at every high school, not just the Catholic high schools. Yeah, we didn't even get to the women yet. Mm-hmm. Now that I covered, the, I covered the gambling and the alcoholism, now let's do the women. Okay. So now apparently this guy is some kind of like serial predator. I, what I, I obviously goes yeah. to goes that thing. Mm-hmm. So this has been going on how long? Well, yeah, since he was a teenager. He's 53 years old. So yeah. Now, okay, we don't know. We only have heard of allegations that happened during high school and college. Right. Uh, we don't know um, what happened oh, yeah. after college. Yeah, we didn't even get to law school all the years <laughs> since last week. You know, I mean, who knows? Oh, that is just, it's just, just cut him. Just why are they, why do they keep going? Why, why is he still in there? Well, I, I think I just answered that question a moment ago though, because he's going to clear Trump of whatever Trump needs to be cleared of. Yeah. Yeah. And let, let's be clear about this. I mean, I, I even ran into the, it had just so happened on my plane back here. There was a guy I went to high school with on the plane and we started talking about all this. And I was like, you know, remember all the crazy stuff that we did? Like, and then we were both like, nothing was anything like what this guy did. No, no, nothing. You did not sexually assault anyone. No. No. I mean, but and even stuff that I knew secondhand about, mm-hmm. I can't think of anything or anyone I knew no, that was into that kind of stuff. I know plenty of dirtbags from my high school, and I can't say that I know of any of them having sexually assaulted someone. This is, this is, I, yeah. You just called everybody from my high school dirtbags. Oh, did you? Well, that's okay. I don't think they listen to the show. Oh, a couple of them do. I think. Oh, nice. <laughs> well, are the nice ones. If you're, yeah, okay. Well, I mean, whatever. It was a long time ago. It's not like, <laughs> or whatever. I didn't. I didn't go wasn't to. Your as, high wasn't as long as long ago as Kavanaugh. Yeah. No. No. He was uh, in eight, 1983. I guess is the year he graduated from high school. Yeah. 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 All those little inside jokes are in his high school yearbook. Those are going to play a significant part taking him down. I was thinking about that too. And then I even thought about my high school yearbook and I was like, all the crazy stuff that we did, did I ever make some inst-? And then I was like, no, again, no. no. You never made a coded reference to um, uh, a particular female that you and numerous other uh, of your classmates all had sexual relations with? No. 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 That was Kavanaugh. Yeah. And and so, and then, but now he's saying that he didn't have good luck with girls. Is that what I understand? Oh, uh, he was a virgin until many years after college. He wouldn't, he would, he refused to give what, that answer on Fox. What the hell does that have to do with being a, a predator? That has nothing to do with it. I saw someone point out on Twitter that you can be a virgin and still be a sexual assaulter. Yeah. Yeah. And to your point, this guy is there because he's promised Trump that when Mueller comes for him, that he will say that he doesn't have to follow the, the you know, whatever, subpoena or whatever. No, but it, shouldn't ethics just dictate that whoever Trump puts on the Supreme Court would have to recuse themselves if they uh, had to decide on something involving Trump? Isn't well, that what, isn't that, isn't that just ethical? That's, that's what's supposed to happen? Yeah, well, these yeah. people, they don't care. No, they don't. No, they don't follow any rules. No. I mean, to your point, you sent me the letter that the that the Judiciary Committee wants to bring in some 
outside prosecutor. Yeah, no, this is brand new tonight. This story broke around six after the six p.m. West Coast hour. Again, these are rules that are not. Even though their job is to question, they want to bring in what would be called a ringer, and they want to bring in a woman because they're all men. No, what they want to bring in is a prosecutor that um, specializes. And no, okay. So what we're referring to is the lawyers for Doctor uh, Doctor Ford. Um, wrote back to Chuck Grassley and the Senate Judiciary Committee um, uh, complaining about their conditions for the Thursday hearing that is now scheduled. It's where it's now scheduled. And instead of having any of the male Republican members of the Judiciary Committee uh, question her, they're going to bring in a female prosecutor whose job is to pick apart uh, female sexual assault victims on the on the witness stand. This is this that's, is that's her career. Yeah. That's, and. The, the letter that is written by her lawyers, by Dr. Ford's lawyers, state how this is not a trial. This is, this is insane. not a criminal trial. You don't, never in the history of the United States of America has a congressional, a uh, Senate committee brought in a prosecutor to question just a witness in a non trial. This is not a trial. We did not elect this female prosecutor to ask these questions. What, what the fuck is this? Nancy Grace? Yeah. Are you. Oh, why don't we have Judge Wapner there too? Oh, I'd rather have Nancy Grace in there question because she would, you know, because Nancy Grace is what, always on the victim side. Why don't we have the, the fucking guy in the in, in, in the people's court that have that guy outside and the when the when Doug Llewellyn? Yeah, why don't we have that guy? Hey, how, how was your experience today? Oh, yeah, it was pretty good. Doug Llewellyn hosted a concert I went to once. It was beautiful. Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. That's I forgot. Yeah, about an that. old punk rock concert that. Yeah, for some reason they got Doug Llewellyn to come on stage to introduce. Shown a knife and uh, celebrity skin and some crazy other bands. And then, so when Part I the green light, nice. When I was on vacation, I'm like, you know, I couldn't help it. I had the TV on. I was like chilling in, at the house, and they're showing clips from like the Anita Hill hearing, mm-hmm. and I, I couldn't believe it. It's the same guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, no, there. It's uh, Orrin Hatch is still there, and uh, there's someone else that's still on the Judiciary Committee from the Anita Hill days in 1991. Who else is it? It's definitely Orrin was Grassley on back then. It's how how do they keep still getting reelected all these decades later? Their district, I guess. Yeah, it's just it it was it was amazing. I was like, you got to be kidding me! I was like a little kid when that stuff. And they looked old then, <laughs> and they're even older now. Like how uh, how is that possible? Yeah, how do they still keep getting reelected? That's going to change in a month and a half. Yeah. 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 Well. So yeah, we'll see what happens with Kavanaugh, and we'll, you know, I, I don't. Oh, that guy's such a dirtbag. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, the, the 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 problem is is that even though I I do think he's going to be kicked out of this nomination, whoever they put in won't be just as bad. Uh, well, it'll just be or even worse. Okay, that, that's I'm going to push back on that. That gets back to again. I think why there's uh, all the Republicans are sticking behind Kavanaugh is because he's the only one that would promise to clear Trump. That, if they had someone else waiting in the wings right now, um, on, on Rachel Maddow tonight, they pointed out how the number two person on the Federalist Group's list or whoever gave Trump the list of all the judges, the second person on the list is a woman. Amy Coney Barrett. And um, at this point, why not just cut Kavanaugh and bring her in? The only thing that makes sense is they didn't get the, the, the pledge of loyalty no, to right. Trump out of her. No, you're right. He, I'm thinking more in terms of just big picture, uh, the... The, you know, the things that that justice is going to do. But yeah, I'm sure he's definitely promised Trump to, you know, mm-hmm. uh, that he's got his back. And you're right. Okay. Now, you know, we're in the same situation we're in every Monday night when we record. 
We know there is new news coming. We don't know what the new news is yet. And by the time you hear this podcast, that news is going to be broken and might just make everything we've told you tonight well, moot. Yeah, well, I, I might I might actually drop this tomorrow morning. I may, I'm, I'm, I'm looking into that. <laughs> okay, it might, that might not be a bad idea. But Michael Avenatti is promising he has both a victim and a witness for, yeah. for Kavanaugh, a Kavanaugh victim and a witness that yeah. we don't know yet. He has not named them. He went on Rachel Maddow tonight. He went on CNN tonight. He went on Twitter last night saying sometime in the next 48 hours, he's going to introduce these people to the world. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's Avenatti. He's a, he may love the limelight, but he's always on point with the he information. Has, he has not given us a dud yet. Yeah. I'll be interested yeah. to, uh, to hear about that. Oh, so, uh, James Woods got locked out of Twitter. <laughs> oh, I know. His punk ass. Okay, did you see the 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 tweet that got him locked out though? It was literal fake news. It was disinformation. The reason I brought that up is not just because James Woods getting locked out of Twitter is funny, but it's because that's the first time I've ever seen that Twitter now has a policy against disinformation. Uh, yeah. I mean, I I didn't know that they changed their terms of use. Um, I think that no, I believe that just happened in the past couple months. They made a new the, whatever their user agreement is. But yeah, James Woods got it. But that only added fuel to the fire on how the conservatives are all discriminated against now online and they're the victims of censorship. And only Check. conservatives are victims of this censorship. But the meme that he shared was an election related meme about men voting. And when they locked his account, they said, You violated our terms about fake news involving elections. Mm hmm. That's good news. Yeah. If that's specifically a rule now, mm. that's how we got into this mess. Yeah. So I was very glad to hear that. James yeah. Woods is, by the way, he's just a punk. I mean, he's just, obviously we know who he is. Oh, he's another dirtbag that hits on young girls. Oh, yeah. 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 You can Google James Woods and girls and you guys can read all about mm -hmm. it. It's been going, that's been going on for years. Okay. Now, th I just thought the, the this meme that he shared is almost hilarious. Do, you, can we, do we want to talk about the premise of this meme? I guess we have to because I already brought it up. Yeah, you, you can tell us about it's it. It's about some hashtag about men don't vote. And it's this movement by liberal men or um, pajama boys uh, mm. that none of the pajama boys are going to vote because they, they want the women to have the real voice in this election. So men, stay home and only let the girls vote this year. I, that is what the meme said that James Woods put out. I like pajamas. Like what's? <laughs> I don't understand what these conservative guys, like they... They bash things that are cool. Like, what's wrong with pajamas? Oh, because it makes you a girly man. You, and then, you, like, you bait a cuck. And that's then, like, what it's about. Like, they bash, like, Ted Cruz was bashing Beto O'Rourke because he was in a band. I was like, have you ever been in a band? Oh, dude. Ted Cruz has been kicking so many own goals in this in the campaign in the past couple of weeks. It's beautiful. It's just like, it's weird the, the things they, whatever. Mm -hmm. But you you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, the, the, my, my, my favorite new thing from Ted Cruz was the other night he tweeted out a video thinking it's going to help him. And it was of Beto O'Rourke um, at a black church in Texas talking about the Amber Geiger Botham Jean murder in, mm. in Dallas and everything he was saying. Everyone in the church was loving because he wants he wanted to see this uh, officer lose her job and be arrested for murder. And Ted Cruz tweeted out this video I don't understand how um, anyone could not side with uh, Better O'Rourke. You watch this video. He's got this entire church full of people going crazy for every word mm. he's saying. It's like, what? Did you, did you attach the wrong video to the tweet? What's going on there, Ted? Right. The, Raphael the, Cruz? Right. 
the the these the point being these conservative people seem to live in some kind of other universe and hey yeah. but if that helps them lose the election that's fine by me you can you can own yourself all day by tweeting out an awesome video yeah. of um a beta o'rourke you know yeah. being embraced by by an entire church full of people yes uh amazing and did you see ted cruz um and family got kicked out of a restaurant tonight or or were chased out of a restaurant I didn't, but I believe it. Yeah, no, no, that, that's breaking breaking news. Like right before we started recording. Oh yeah. Yeah, Ted Cruz and his wife were at a restaurant in D.C., and a bunch of protesters stormed in and started talking shit to him and scared him, him and his wife out of there. Same treatment that um, Sarah Huckabee Sanders and family got. Wow. And uh, who else has, have, has that happened to? Uh, well, it wasn't like the the sushi getting spit into for um for, what's his name Stephen Stephen Miller. Mm. Another uh, Twitter account that you guys might want to follow. It's fascinating. It's called Trump's Feed. Somebody had a great idea to put together an account that shows what Trump sees. Oh, yeah. It's the account, which is fascinating. It's called Trump's Feed. If you are on Twitter, check it out. It could be a real insight into what he sees. So, yeah, this the, basically it just shows you his timeline. Is that what it does? Yeah, that's what it does. Okay. Now, the way I use Twitter, I don't really look at the timeline. I mean, I follow a lot of people. I don't ever go to the homepage, and I don't really see that timeline. So I'm wondering, how does Trump actually read Twitter? Well, what you're seeing, yeah. When, Do you when, think Trump really wants to hear what anyone else has to say? I don't think so. I think Trump goes on Twitter uh, or gives whoever does his little propaganda tweets. I think Trump goes on there says what he needs to say and doesn't read what anyone else has to say. He might read some of his replies, but I yeah, I bet that tw- the that Twitter account's interesting, but I have a feeling Trump doesn't actually look at his timeline. It could be. Yeah, the truth is we don't know. He doesn't have the ego to read other people's stuff. But he he has from time to time retweeted people that he does follow and no, things. No, see, so. I think that's when uh, like who who else would like uh, like Hope Hicks would that's who's retweeting that stuff. Well, not Hope Hicks anymore, but it's possible, but yeah. during the campaign, he when he was retweeting all those white supremacists and stuff, I don't think that was an aid because that that's not a that's not a move that uh I, I think that no it, I think that was an aid because the, I think the aides are the ones that are really going to know where to find the actual like white supremacist memes and videos and stuff. I don't know. I, I just I don't think Trump actually looks at the timeline. It's possible, yeah. but I, I think he looks at it. I mean, he's been he's been on Twitter a lot longer than people realize. Way before he was. Oh no! He, yeah, well, that's why. That's why there's a tweet for everything. <laughs> right. Yeah. No. You, you should check out that feed. You, okay. You're gonna You're gonna get an insight into I think what this guy sees. Mm-hmm. Um, or you can not check it out as you're clearly not going to. <laughs> no, I might. Okay. I think no, I have seen it before, but yeah. No, no, it's fine. Well, look, the way that I consume Twitter, though, I use lists. I have my own private lists. So yeah, I might go follow a whole bunch of people, but I don't really see what they say. Um, because then I make lists. I have a list of journalists. I have a list of right-wing nut jobs. So yes. I have a Twitter timeline where I think I see what Trump sees because I've got all the nut jobs right there, and I got and I can uh, go away from it if I don't want to see that stuff and only want to see proper journalists. Yeah, that's how I use Twitter. Speaking of right-wing nut jobs, uh, it came to our attention while uh, when the Paul Manafort plea came down that Paul Manafort, one of his jobs was to push disinformation into this country and he apparently was able to fool a lot of your favorite oh my favorite he got it <laughs> right wing nut jobs a lot of them but one in particular yes which was the daily wire ben shapiro our favorite ben shapiro paul manafort when he was working for this ukrainian guy long story short this is in 2012 right 
Uh, th- this Ukrainian guy um, is the dictator that was basically the puppet of Ukraine for Putin, by the way. So this is Putin's work. Right. Okay. So it's not totally clear, but basically he was able to push these news stories into the, the pulse of the Republican, the right wing bloodstream. Mm-hmm. And those were picked up almost verbatim by people like. Yeah. Now Manafort now had this story about the, the Ukrainian dictator's opponent and tying him to Hillary Clinton and tying them together to European neo-Nazis. And he went and pitched to this. So basically, this is Putin Russian propaganda uh, to promote the, the Ukrainian dictator. Manafort being the publicist, basically. That's what his job is. He's the dude's publicist in America. <laughs> and yeah, he got Ben Shapiro when Ben Shapiro was at Breitbart to publish this Putin propaganda. And this came to light uh, um, when Manafort flipped a couple weeks ago. Right. Yeah. They also got in the New York Post and a bunch of other sites. It's pretty clear mm-hmm. that the the whatever the Republican, the right wing media is just and it's an outlet for Russian propaganda. Yeah. And there's probably it's a lot. Absolutely. All it is. Right. Now, I, I'm not saying that Ben Shapiro himself knew that he was publishing at the time Russian propaganda. I think he uh, he was just a sucker. Here's uh, Paul Manafort pitching him an anti Hillary Clinton story. And he, he went for it. He may, there may have even been a, we don't know, there may have been a, uh, what do you call it, someone between them too. He may not have even known where it came from. All right, well, one of, I think part of the way that he got uh, uh, Ben Shapiro to, to take the bait, um, an unnamed source in the Israeli government was uh, was quoted. That mm. I, that probably helped Ben with the credibility well, factor. The, the other thing too, it's important, I've been, so I've been working on this, uh, exploring the idea of having like our own kind of news site and I'm learning a little bit about this. Uh, the first thing I understand is that these people, Ben Shapiro is not a journalist. No, what the, what most of those right-wing nutjob websites, they are not news websites. They are disguised right. as news websites. Right. They are literally propaganda websites. Right. All you have to do is first ask yourself, how is this website making money? Right. They're not, they're not journalists, so they don't, when you're not a professional in anything, you don't understand how to do it. Mm-hmm. And what they need to do basically is they need to get as much stuff out there every day so people click on it. Yeah. So that's the perfect market for a sucker because mm-hmm. the story comes in, hey, we got to get this out there right away. Yeah. And like you said, their their income is comes from dubious areas. Okay, well, the Daily Wire, Ben Shapiro's website, Ben Shapiro is not the owner of the Daily Wire. The Daily Wire is owned by a company in Texas called Forward Publishing. Forward Publishing is uh, the publishing arm of the Wilkes brothers who are Texas oil frackers. And in the 2016 campaign, they were the big billionaire donors for Ted Cruz. And when Ben Shapiro was Mr. Never Trumper all through the 2016 uh, campaign until you couldn't be a Never Trumper anymore if you were on Mm -hmm. the right, he was full on Ted Cruz. Now, never at one point is he disclosing the ties between uh, the owner of his website and Ted Cruz campaign. They, he never once uh, divulged how the owners of the Daily Wire were right. feeding money to Ted Cruz. So all, all these right-wing sites, them, Gateway Pundit, whatever, mm-hmm. they're not professional journalists, and they're trying to make their living from journalism. So they, they're the ideal mark for some kind of Russian Absolutely, propaganda thing. Absolutely, yeah. You know, story comes in that bashes liberals. Oh, man. Yeah, no, uh, Gateway Pundit. Now, I don't know who necessarily owns the Gateway Pundit or uh, who is funding them, but they are not making money at, at, through, via advertising the way a proper journalism outlet would make money. They are making money from uh, think tanks and, and, and political action committees and just they're, they're making the, 
the dark money that well, Citizens United made possible. Well, cl- clicks are clicks do make money though, don't you think? They are not keeping those websites in business. No, there's no way whatsoever. Absolutely not. No. Now look, if you go look at Daily Wire, there's a lot of money behind that. It, they have their video podcasts, several of them that come out every day. Total high, as top-notch state-of-the-art production as you as can be. They are, this is not some fly-by-night thing. They got real money behind them. And it's not because there's some little click-on ad for some diet pills. They're not, right. they're not selling enough diet pills through, through the Daily Wire to, mm. to make the Michael J. Knowles show look like what it does. If I knew who that was, that would. Oh no, make he's the guy. Who, he's the guy who wrote the blank book, and he's the guy who um, said this may be the greatest thing the Daily Wire ever produced about the very racist Columbus Day video last year. Oh, that yeah. guy. My brain only has like so much room, and I have a, um, I have an incredible ability to just filter out people like that, but then I remember them, but I'll forget about him again. <laughs> I, oh, you, you, just, you, you'll never forget about this guy. Once just, you meet just him. keeping track of the people involved in this Mueller investigation is enough to. Mm-hmm. I like I'll I'll I'm I'm sure I'll see him in person when we go to Politicon and I'll be like oh that's that's the guy oh that guy yeah um, they, they're they're going to be there the Daily Wire has uh, been sta- saying on Twitter that they will be at Politicon Politicon this year so do you have, let's get an update on this uh, Dallas thing oh any, yeah uh, yeah new big news today out of Dallas they fired Amber Geiger the police officer shot who shot uh, Botham Jean in his own home they finally fired her today three weeks later right so. For anyone who missed it, Botham Jean was a, a young man in his own home who was uh, killed by a homicidal maniac police officer who basically kicked the door down. And yeah, so what? So she was fired, huh? She was fired today. Uh, I don't think any of the accounts actually say she kicked the door down. We don't know how she got in. There are t- mm-hmm. several different accounts. None of them are kicking the door down. Um, but yeah, she yeah. entered uh, someone else's home without a warrant and shot and killed them. Right. It, it, Perfectly law-abiding citizen, sitting at being black in his own home. That's how what got him killed. And since we taped the last one, I mean, did anything else go on with that other than the firing? Uh, that's a, that's the, been the biggest thing since. Oh well, she moved out of her apartment. Now she was living in the building. She mistakenly went into this apartment and killed Botham Jean. Um, a search warrant was served on his apartment, even though he was the victim. Mm-hmm. No search warrant was served on the killer's apartment, uh, and she has since moved out. She packed up and moved out of the building already. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, that wouldn't kind of make living with your neighbors a little awkward. Huh? Well, absolutely, yes. But she got to pack up and move away without having her home searched, even though there's no doubt who killed Botham Jean. John. They, so they never searched her, her place? No. Huh? Blue privilege, buddy. Wow. Yeah. So. so oh, and the, the other crazy thing that yeah. happened, too. So she didn't get arrested until three days later. She didn't have to go to the Dallas precinct. She got to go to some more rural precinct. Mm-hmm. She was in and out in an hour. Um, at last Sunday's Dallas Cowboys football game in Arlington, Texas, mm-hmm. a group of about 100 or so protesters were protesting outside the, the stadium. Nine of them were arrested and spent 48 hours in jail. Wow. So the, the, the protesters spent 48 hours in jail. The killer... Spent one hour, and it's she probably wasn't even ever behind bars because he had to go through processing. Yeah, national news. Uh, well, there's a lot going on, but I haven't seen. I saw that she was fired, but I hope they stay on that story. That's there, there's a lot of important, obviously, stories going on, but that that's that's really one that needs eyes on it. Yeah, and uh, I think why the story has not gotten like Zimmerman Trayvon like recognition. Mm-hmm. 
is we haven't seen any of the video from the surveillance cams in the hallway. We haven't heard a 911 call. The, um, the Texas Rangers are keeping a lid on any bit of evidence right. that the media would actually eat up. The things that would make this the biggest news story, the, the put Trump off the top of the front page. Uh, yeah, uh, the, all of those pieces are being held back. It's just that there's been a lot of, of uh, police shootings that are in the news these days, but I, this is the only one where a guy was, was chilling. Just yeah. Like, I mean, the, you home. can't make any argument whatsoever. He was chilling at home. And his door was, I, I just say his door was kicked in, but whatever, his door no, was No, well, open. that's one of the questions. We, we don't actually know for sure how she got in the apartment. Right. There and are numerous the, stories. And then the reason given was that she thought she was in her place. It's just it's just a story that you couldn't it's make absurd. that up. It's absolutely absurd. Yeah. So we'll definitely be we'll definitely be uh, following yeah. up on that one. That's absolutely mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah, I don't think there's going to be any bigger news about that until the grand jury, until we hear from the grand jury, which we have not heard from yet. Uh, I got to call out uh, CNN uh, also known as um, fake news by the Trump team. I don't call them that, but <laughs> what for? This is a big one, mm. and this is a reason why when you watch anything or read anything, you really need to. What do they say? I believe half of what you read. That kind of thing. Okay. CNN had a panel of uh, Republican women, mm-hmm. Trump voters, to ask about this thing with Kavanaugh. Okay. What do you think about it? Did you see that? I might have. Is that well? Yeah. Go ahead. So they have these five women, and then the journalist is uh, interviewing them. You now, what do you think? And they give predictable responses. You know that you knew they were going to give. They were like backing up Kavanaugh. It was mm-hmm. pretty disgusting, actually. Mm-hmm. And then, so whatever you watch that or turn it off and discuss. And then some journalists, and this is why journalism is so important. Just just decided to follow up and just see who these women were. Because they were oh, presented, I didn't hear any of the women. Oh yeah, who were they? Because they were it was presented as you know, as all these networks do, just you know, five average. You know what they do with these Trump oh, people? So just, these are right wing actors, just regular, regular, good old Americans. So they they all turn out to be right wing activists. Uh-huh. Some of them have run for office. Some are part of campaigns. Some are enormous donors. Now, if this is the segment I'm thinking of, did one of the women say, "Isn't that what every 17 year old boy does"? Yeah. Every 17-year-old boy has done something like that. And that's a separate issue, these people. No, no, they have not. Yeah, I thought that was a I, that was a separate issue, the psychological state of these people, who they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, not every 17-year-old boy is a rapist. No. That's, I don't know. What, that's what she tried to tell you, the, uh, the fake, the fake uh, Trump voting housewife that's really a Republican activist. That's what she tried to tell you on fake news CNN. Yeah, you want to know why they, they get called fake news CNN? It's because the Republican activists go on there and give the um, fake news themselves. I'm sorry to say, but that's part of why they've been a punching bag mm-hmm. for this administration and not MSNBC. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I Look, I, I, I don't really go around defending CNN. I think the attacks against them from the Trump administration are unfair. But, uh, you know, I, CNN's a big uh, corporate network. They can help themselves. That, that, segment was a, them. that segment was a disgrace. Whoever's involved in that should be considered for termination. That's my opinion. That was an active propaganda disinformation campaign. Mm-hmm. I don't know what was going on there. And that, again, and take my hat off to the journalists who exposed that. I can't remember who it was exactly, but great uh, work. Yeah, I got to read more about that because I saw that segment. I didn't. I guess I didn't see the whole segment. I, I know the one you're talking about. I saw the one woman say, um, all sides do it. All 17-year-old boys do it. <laughs> if not for the journalists, I would have watched that like everyone else and thought, yeah, we got to find out who broke the story that those were activists. Let's find that. Let's find that real story and put it on the um, the Mueller Time podcast Facebook page and the new Mueller Time Pod 
Twitter account. Exactly. All right. And that brings up a, a bigger issue. They tell you whatever the you hear or people tell you or you hear from the news media that there's this large section of this country of Trump voters and the things they believe. Well, I've maintained from the beginning that, that that's a small, much smaller section of this country than people realize mm-hmm. and that it's a extremist minority. If CNN is having fake panels like that, who else did that? Yeah. Who else has been doing things like that? Okay, well, I, I almost interrupted when you were telling the story there. CNN did that, yes. Now, that's kind of Fox's MO, and that's mm-hmm. what Fox News has always done, but we just kind of accept the fact that that's what Fox does. Yeah. On a big level, all these, even even the papers I like, they have this thing where they have to go out into the heartland and talk to these Trump voters. Yeah, well, but why? Here, here's why? my question. Who have they been talking to? Because if it was stuff like that, do we do we really know how many people these Trump, how many, how many of them there really are? Mm-hmm. We don't. And when they do go out there, are they talking to the same people? And why is the heartland so important? Why why there, is the 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 part of the country that is the least densely populated? Uh, why why is that so important? I'll tell you another going. There's this Selena Zito. She writes for the Post. Mm-hmm. She's a complete hack. Someone, another great journalist, went and examined some of the Heartland stories she did, mm-hmm. and they discovered this lady has been going out there and talking to like the same person. <laughs> No, she went to the same town in a bunch of different stories. And it was amazing. And half of them were, it was again, right-wing activists. Mm-hmm. So just something to think about when you, when you read something, when they tell you that all these people believe a certain thing. How do you really know that? Yeah. Right. Right. And then to your point as well, yeah, you don't own being American. No. No. They don't. Nobody, nobody does. Yeah. It's very hard for these people to understand, but nobody, mm-hmm. nobody owns that. Uh, oh, this is good. <laughs> right. So apparently Trump voters are so dumb that they think... How dumb are they? They think there's going to be a red wave. Oh, yeah. Okay. I, 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 I'm I not counting on any, any of it. I, I'm afraid there is going to be a red wave. I'm with them on that. Go out and vote. Don't let the red wave happen. I right. don't like the overconfidence in the blue wave coming. We, we didn't we just learn something in 2016 about no, overconfidence before election day. No, but they were doing these polls where they were trying to see cuz Trump misinforms his voters mm. and it turns out that has a plus side. He keeps talking about the red wave. So they say 60% of his voters No, listen to this. They think there's going to be a red wave, but wait. That means that according to the statistical analysis, a lot of them are going to stay more of them are going to stay home. So you think that's going to have the, the, the opposite effect that Trump wants to have? Tip, yes. That's what okay. that's what these uh, people believe. All right. That's a theory. Stay. That's a good theory. I, I, let's, or um, hypothesis, excuse me. And that's a hypothesis. That's not a theory. If you are a Trump voter, though, and you are planning on voting, remember, the election is Wednesday, November no, 10th. No, don't do that. <laughs> that's not cool. Don't do it. That's what they do. I, yeah, it, it you is know Wednesday. What? You don't even have to go to your poll. You can vote on Twitter. No, you're right. It's Thursday, November 11th. No, stop it. <laughs> no, you're no. My bad. You're right. It's, it's Friday. No, no. It's Halloween, October 31st. Go vote on Halloween. You can vote from your own home. I think the listeners of Muller Time Podcast are smart enough to know that um, Election Day always falls on a Tuesday. Right. We're not pushing this podcast to the right wing nut jobs. We're not. We're not trying to push propaganda. Tuesday, November 32nd. November 39th, yeah. 
I don't, well, like I said, during the election, I never thought that was in the bag, but I am making a judgment right now. I think, I think the blue, I know the blue wave is coming. I, I, it's coming. It's coming. It's coming I, for I, sure. Don't count on it. It's just show up and vote and do your part. By the way, I, I'm almost done with that Woodward book. Oh, huh. Trump starts work, according to the book, he starts work every day around noon. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's after, what, six hours of executive time? Yeah. I just, I can't get over that. Noon. Uh-huh. Well, no, I read that on uh, p- uh, the the public pool's uh, Trump schedule. comes out every day. It gets posted l- late in the evening mm-hmm. uh, at publicpool.kinja.com. And, yeah, you know, his schedule's on there. Uh, it's always in East Coast hours because mm-hmm. that's the coast that they're on. And, yeah, like his first actual order of business where he's going to be in front of other people whether it's just a briefing in private or something it's never until noon and it's it'll be there on the schedule it'll say other things happening on the schedule that do not involve trump but whatever involves trump does he's not there till noon every day you're absolutely right about that well you know i right i mean being president what did john f kennedy say uh ask not what i can do for myself (laughs) but i just want to watch what was it i forget yeah what, what can everybody do for me yeah what are y'all going to do for me? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then one request. Yeah. Someone uh, hit me up on Twitter about, they were like, you know, we really need the next show and um, some ideas. So this show, we've gradually cut it down to where now there's only a 24-hour turnaround time. But I am interested in, uh, I guess what I'm trying to say is if you listen to this show, I'm curious, would you rather... Uh, would you rather hear a show that is, uh, it's like, it's come out right away, where it's right on top of the news, and maybe is a little bit rougher, or would you rather have a, a show come out a little bit later, but smoother with fixes? I'm just curious what people think about that. All right, if I was not the co-host and I was a listener, mm-hmm. I would say just put it up, put, put up. it up fresh. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't need anything smooth and slick. I've got cable TV for that. So you wouldn't mind if it was like, you know the. The usual, the yeah, you got some whatever. weird edit or yeah, yeah, it doesn't matter. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, punk rock, man. I'm curious what people think about that. Yeah, yeah. Please leave your opinion on our Twitter account, uh, Muller Time Pod at so, at Muller Time Pod or on our Facebook page. Right. And also, uh, somebody suggested emergency podcasts. Of course, definitely a great idea. Mm-hmm. That's definitely going to be happening because there's well, right now we might have to do one Thursday. Sometime we, on Thursday after uh, end of the business day in D.C. And if there's anything else you want to hear, like Chris said, uh, it's the Muller Time Facebook page, Muller Time Pod on Twitter. My personal account is Eric LeVay, which is E-R-I-C-L-E-V-A-I, and you are at? I'm on Twitter at Low Progressive. Low Progressive? Yeah, I'm, I'm starting to piss people off with that name, so uh, enjoy it now while you can. I like it. It looks like the Progressive account. I like that. Yeah, well, we're going after Low Conservative. Right. An obscure reference, but still, I enjoy well, it. It's it's adjacent enough to Ben Shapiro that they're going to eventually figure out it's me, and then they're going to dox me, and then we're going to be in trouble. Otherwise, as always, we'll uh, catch you next week. All right. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.